as most people in Amazon know, they're, they're somewhat SOPs, but it's a flowing system. The, the shipping, you know, the, they've had different types of shipping. Inventory labs will change something or, or Seller Central will change things. So there is some flexibility in it, but basically they're the same, yeah. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Hey, it's me. It's Q4. Got to bring up my Amazon seller tribe. Um, this is probably you know one of the last chances you're going to get to join this year. So I'll, I'll run this for a couple of weeks, but. Um, the, the good news is you could still get in, right? They are allowing people in, but at some point they're going to cut it off. So I suggest you join today. Try it with 14 days for free, okay? So you don't like it, you don't get value, drop. Um, however, don't only measure on the value of what you're buying. Measure on the value of the impact it has on your business. And what I love about this group, the Amazon Seller Tribe, is the amazing way they invest into your business. They will help you with all the questions. Go out and check out uh, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum dash arbitrage. Look at the testimonials. Those are real people. Reach out to them. Right? You can kind of figure out who they are and go out and figure out uh, and ask them, is it real? Are they really helpful? Will they help my business? And you will be blown away. Again, you get 14 days free if you join through my link only. And they do pay me, so I don't want you to, I don't mislead anybody. Um, but I believe in them. I'm in the groups. You'll see me, and you'll get to talk with me too. So, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. I know it's a lot. Momentum hyphen arbitrage. And you're going to get 14 day free trial on the daily find list. Make a purchase. Get your money back and then say, huh, I can do this again. Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum arbitrage. They are going to close it. Q4 is here. It's going to happen. Get ready. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 410. I'm bringing back Dan Wentworth. Can never get enough Dan Wentworth. You know, it... it <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss because I sit back and I think about our first interview years ago and how, you know, I thought to myself, man, what an outlier. The way he was able to take this, you know, his experience in being a DM, running a whole bunch of stores and apply it to the business, man, it's just amazing. But then I watch him take and develop people and get the best from them, get really strong leaders and get them to give you their best. That's such a talent. I don't have that. That is that is a talent very rare to find. And he was able to do that. Now, um, it blows my mind to hear why they're up 40%. And so you're going to have to listen to the episode to hear it, but it will blow your mind. When you sit back and think about it, it's very, very logical. And it's not reactionary. It's uh, intentional. And I think that's, the, that's, quite frankly, the reason that they're doing so well. They're very intentional in what they do. But it's not just Dan or Michelle. It's everyone on their team. And that just doesn't happen. Again, it's intentional. Love it. Let's get into the podcast. And welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. We're excited about today's return guest. Um, this is his third time on the show. And it's funny, it's been more than a year and change, almost, well, it's a, definitely a year and a half since we last chatted. And at that point, his business was exploding and, you know, it was all about people and development and, and what they brought to the team. Um, and now you're up a measly 40% from a huge number, Dan Wentworth. Is that true? It is, yeah. We're having a good year. <laughs> oh, by accident, <laughs> just just luck would have it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, luck yeah, would yeah, have I it. Think, 
Things are going well. Would you say, you know, let's start with this because, you know, last time we chatted, it was all about staff development and people taking on key roles and that kind of thing. That that hasn't changed, right? That consistency in the last year and a half, when you look at your leadership, it's pretty much the same, correct? It is. Leadership hasn't changed, but as we brought these people on, I, I'd say probably with the fruit of that that we're now reaping is that those seeds that were planted is that they're starting to develop, taking over uh, brands or adding brands to our lineup. So we basically our core brands are, are pretty flat or up slightly, but we've just added a lot more um, RA oh. brands. Oh, so that's interesting. So rather than, oh, that's interesting. Rather than them, um, you know, taking an existing brand and pushing it further and, you know, out reaching out, they were able to take and just keep it pretty steady and then take other ones and bring them in and replicate. Is that kind of the way? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a very similar pattern that we use. We go in, we explore a brand, we'll test it out, get to know the brand, and then some fail and, and we're out, but others grow. And, and probably 40% of our business is from new business wow. uh, over the last 12 to 18 months. And different categories. Yeah, some some are similar categories, and we've taken what we've known for the brands we're in, but then it's all some are completely different categories, yeah, that we had never touched before. And in, and in our pre-call, we can't, I don't want to say the brands, but you're talking about similar brands. So, you know, if uh, Steve's water bottle brand is selling well, then Dan's water bottle would likely sell well too, so therefore wash, rinse, and repeat, right? Same concept. Exactly, okay. exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Um, let's talk about, I want to talk about successes, of course, but I want to talk mm-hmm. about singles because I don't think it was like a miss. Like, so let's let's talk about your operation. So, uh, first off, if somebody's interested in finding out about Dan, go back to episode one seventy two, and you're going to hear his crazy story about how he he had a little bit of responsibility working for CVS, just a little bit, uh, seventeen stores. Uh, so that's a little bit more than that. But he was a district manager, and and then he was able to apply that in this business, right? By you know hurting type A cats. That's really what you're doing because leaders of each operation, you have three operations, they're, they're type A and they're like herding cats, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so that applies coming from CVS over to this. Um, leading leaders is way harder than it is leading. I don't want to make this derogatory, but workers, it's a different type of leadership, right? It is. It is. We, we, it's funny you mentioned that because we've talked about that is we've had um, as I think we're going to start getting into now, we have an operation in Chicago. We had an operation in California until recently. And then we have a, our, our strongest portion of our businesses here in Massachusetts. And, and, um, and Adam, my, my uh, VP said one time, he said, imagine if we were all here in the same building. I said, as good as that sounds, we are, all, we have all very strong personalities that like to lead our businesses. So to bring us all into one roof, while it might sound you bring a lot of intelligence into one room, at the same time you bring, like you said, type A personalities or, or it's herd and cats. Herding, yeah, it's like herd and cats. Yeah. What what, what percentage? Uh, that's a good question. What percentage of uh, management would you say that you give each operation? So, for example, you know, you're Massachusetts. You're there lots of mm-hmm. days, not every day. Um, but I mean, is it ten percent? You know, and the ninety percent is up to the individual of that particular location. Do you get my question? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they're given a lot of autonomy. So, I mean, could you could you say it's uh, could you say a percentage? I mean, could you guess? I I, I would say ninety ten is probably a pretty good one. So, really? so there's a couple of ways we communicate. One is we have a, a Slack channel. It's like a, a a Discord or 
a, a, a Facebook Messenger on steroids. Well, we'll communicate daily. So we've got some communication going there, but that's not a lot of direction. That's just back and forth. It's just communication both ways, right? right? right. It's both ways. Yep. yep. And then once a week, we get together for about an hour and a half to two hours on a Skype call. We bring all our full-timers in. So usually it's about eight or ten people in the meeting. Um, and that's and that's basically where we're giving direction. And But we'll get feedback from the other branch, too. And so direction meaning what? Hey, you know, we're going Here's to... Here's what we need to focus on this week. This brand is down. This brand is up. Um, the ROI on this particular brand isn't cutting it. Are we making bad decisions? Chicago, for example, you might be buying too much of this or, or you, you know, or, or, or you're killing it in this. You really need to pick up more, that type of thing. Just um, analyzing the business, I guess, is well, what I would say. And I would say that's one of the things that you do better than most. Um, and I'm making that broad of a statement. I guess I'm comparing it against me. Let me say it against me. <laughs> you weigh better than us. So that way we don't, I don't want to offend anybody because I know there are outliers all around. And one of the things that I think is interesting that you use both inventory lab and scan power for your business, where most people use one or the other. And, and you recommended me to add back inventory lab because we use ScanPower, been using it forever. Love Chris Green and Paul Rutherford, been using them forever. And I can do our accounting from it. It gives me a cost of goods and all that kind of jazz. But your comment was, um, and this is not a criticism of ScanPower, but Inventory Lab allows you to go back and evaluate how you thought you were going to do versus how you actually did. Correct? Correct. Yeah, that's a great point. So we do like both tools. Um, we've used Inventory Labs from the get-go, so going on five years now. But probably our favorite part of Inventory Labs is the analysis of our post-sales uh, business. You know, so, so it'll break down supplier profitability so we know how each branch is performing, how each brand is performing. And we'll also it can break down ASIN profitability and SKU profitability. So we analyze those a lot to see what our winners are, what our losers are, where do we make bad decisions. And, and you can then, that's what that one and a half hour meeting is, to make adjustments. Hey, this is working or this isn't, and why not? What do we think? Exactly. We farm that. We, we take that information, the supplier profitability, the ASIN profitability. We have a VA kind of pull it together to, to do a little more analyzation on it, analyzing on it, and then we'll, um, we'll share it at those meetings. And, With scan power, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say is that that right there, you also have your best and brightest in there who can also offer feedback on why or why not something's performing well or not, right? Exactly. Yeah, there might be, they, they might say, well, don't forget, we, you know, this particular store was 50% off all month. That's why it's a rock, looking like a rock star this month or, or we're, we're not able to shop in that store as much. The, the store management has changed. They don't let us buy what we used to buy. And so those things are, are they're talked about. So that to me, that's the reason to add it back in. That's why we're going to add it back into our business yeah. because it. You're right. I mean it, and it's funny. And it, I, we were just together, and I was telling you guys. I mean, it's it was easy when it was just me. I mean, it's you know you didn't have to analyze, you didn't have to talk to the team because it was just us, right? Now right. that we have a couple guys working for us who you met, it changes things, right? And and yeah. I and I to be fair, I owe it to them to give them the correct feedback to say, yes, you do do more of this, or hey, that wasn't so good, and here's really the reason why. Yeah, precisely. I mean, that's the, the, the numbers don't lie. Mm. So, so you can go in afterwards, and it's either working or it's not working. You know, somebody can be very high on a particular brand, but if it's not paying off, if, you know, if it's not paying off, and that's okay. I mean, brands come and go, you know, um, sources come and go. 
Well, but you were it, talking it about your your one operation, and I want to say which location wasn't coming in as strong with a particular brand. And so, how does that conversation go? And then, what what are some examples you can do to help improve that? Well, I, I'll I'll throw one out there too. So, California, we we did close up operations earlier this year up there. Um, while it was still performing, and it was a business that if it was run on its own, an independent operator might be very happy with the results. We just thought we always run out of money before we run out of product to find. It's, I mean, yeah, like any person listening to this can relate. Yeah, right, exactly, always. So we just felt like we could invest better here with our money than out in California. California is a lot more expenses. Uh, the commuters are a lot more difficult. <clears throat> so for my example, Nike wasn't performing. We sell Nike. That's no secret. Um, Nike wasn't performing out in California like it was out here. And so we tried to analyze it in what our, our uh, the, uh, Ian running the California operation brought to our attention is like, every store I go to is just swamped. You might have 10 or 12 bulk buyers in there with their families just completely annihilating the store. It's like a free-for-all when the door opens on, whether it's markdown day or friends and family. And then the other thing is it's going to take him two hours to get to the next store, even though it's mm. only 10 or 12 miles away. So while well, you would sit back and say, it's just the it wasn't as profitable of revenue. So it was profitable revenue. It just wasn't as profitable. You can get a better yield doing this Correct. other thing. Mm. Correct. Yeah. That's a maturity in your business, but that yeah. that doesn't come without pain, right? That's a relocation issue. It was, and it, it was a little bit heartbreaking. That he, he's in my nephew out there. He, he took up surfing. He, I mean, he just loved the California life. So we did it. We gave it two years. Um, it didn't seem to improve. It took Chicago about a year to really get off on its own and, and start growing. After two years, California was pretty stagnant. It was growing, but it wasn't wasn't fast enough. So it was, it was a difficult conversation. You know, and, and oh, I, I imagine. And, you know, yeah. uh, we were talking in the pre-call about, um, was it Bed Bath & Beyond announced they're closing yeah. 60 stores out of 1,060, I think I read, something like that. Mm -hmm. Does that mean they failed with those 60 stores? I'm sure in CVS you had to evaluate and, and, and reevaluate. Um, mm -hmm. Does that mean they failed, or does that mean it ran its course, or the competition changed, or the market changed? Yeah, any of the above. I mean, you, you right. have a CVS, and you drop a Walgreens directly across the street. It's hard to say that still it's not going to suffer. Right. And, and it, sometimes the market just gets saturated, or the business climate changes, you know, and but recognizing but yeah, recognizing yeah. and then being mature enough about it because usually ego gets involved right at least on the small scale businesses rather when you have a board of directors i guess it's easier but but when you're this close to it and like you said this is a family member that had to make it really challenging it was i mean fortunately as we talked about though the numbers don't lie so as we're sitting there week after week you know, we did a lot of coaching. We did a lot of root analyzation. We did, okay, let's try other brands. You know, what, what's out in California that's not here? He introduced a couple of brands to us that are still doing really well. So there was a lot of plus that came out of there. But at the same time, it was a, it was a tough it was tough to pull the trigger to, to make that decision. How different, I mean, I guess this is a maturity and this is an experience issue, but having that conversation as opposed to being when you probably were a fresh manager, you blame the management, right? Or a fresh district manager, you know, you blame the manager. When now you're taking and evaluating the market, that's got to be refreshing for him to realize, you know, they do realize it wasn't me the cause of this. This is outside of my control. I tried, you know, whatever. I took the coaching and that kind of thing. That's a, mm -hmm. That's different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, 
through experience and years and, and having been on the, the wrong end of some conversations, you try to, I'm sure there's still some doubt in his mind yeah. that he could have done better out there, but we, we did our best to reassure him uh, that, that it wasn't him. And he's in, in, in and out. Honestly, he has come back. He's, he's worked into the Massachusetts fold here, and he's a rock star. Yeah, right. I so mean, why all of a sudden he's a rock star? Right, he's a rock right. star. It's just, you yeah. know, so that's, that's most people, and this is awful, Dan. Tell me the truth. Think back to your corporate days. You would have discarded that person, correct? Absolutely. Think we would have eliminated California, and, and we would have cut the woods ever running it loose at the same time. Yeah, and and yeah. blame them. Oh, that's the reason. You know, it was uh, it was Bob's fault. I mean, it was just you know mm-hmm. he couldn't pull his weight. You know, so we're right. out of there, and it's not me, the district manager's fault, of course, right? You put right. Bob in that right. position. You did you give him the tools to be successful? Let's talk about that. Um, tools to be successful. You you're still operating out of a little thousand square foot uh, building. Uh, I know I know you have a second location for overflow, but. You're still operating out of this little building, Dan. Why aren't you up to the twenty thousand square foot warehouse? You need that. Yeah, we don't need it. We want it, to be honest with you. Who who wouldn't? You know, we'd love. We don't have a loading dock. We carry everything in up steps through the doors. But um, we're efficient and it works. Um, not that we're not open to finding something better, but right now it's it, it isn't a direct need for us. Well, how do how do you pull back? Because I would say that's. That would be one of the hardest things because I would sit there and say, Dan, if you do this, I mean, in my mind, this, I rationalize this stuff in my head about Steve, right? And be like, oh, if we do this, mm-hmm. this is going to do this. How do you pull that back? Is it a Michelle? <laughs> is it, that what it is? I'd say it, it's probably a combination of Michelle and Adam. Okay. Oh, Adam's uh, in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, well, he just, you know, he's, he's my, which it isn't easy for him because he has a very similar personality. But he will try to talk me down. We don't need shiny, Dan. We don't always need shiny. You know? Really? Uh, that's what he'll say. Yeah. Because, I mean, but we look at the same time. We're not a, we, we're open. If we find an ideal location um, that is centrally located, we would probably move. Because we have the thousand, like you said, and then we've got another one that's about 700 square feet for overflow. But to run, you know, a multi million dollar business out of those, we laugh at ourselves a lot saying, really? This is, this is a multi million dollar business and we're running it out of, this little 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 hole in the wall. But you and I both know some multi-million dollar businesses that have closed, who had big right. giant right, facilities. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it's correct. Uh, yeah, we. I, I don't think a bigger facility. I don't think it's the expense that keeps us out of it. I think it's just basically we, we've got a very efficient system now, and it's working, so we don't feel really restricted. Well, let's talk about efficiency because I, I would agree. I would say if there was a reason that you, I mean, it's people and process. Yep. Correct. I mean, it's really Correct. what it is. It's people and process. Yep. Um, and it's you putting the people in and giving them the tools to be successful and then giving them the leash, uh, that 90%. That 90% earned or is that understood when they start? It's, it's earned. It is earned. Yeah, yeah. They're under the they're under the microscope at the beginning. And do you pair them up? I mean, so like oh. your Chicago guy, did he pair up with somebody to learn the basics? Yeah. So Chicago, um, both of them, both Chicago. Chicago was with us from the start. He was with us from eBay. Okay. Um, and when we branched out, and that, but I, my nephew Ian, who went out to California, he saw what we were doing in Chicago. He came to me approached me. He was just in between jobs. He said, you know, I'd like to do that, but out in California. Mm-hmm. So he came with us for six months. He worked as with in-house, did everything from sourcing to prepping to 
you know, inventory labs to batching. He did the whole nine yards, saw all our standards, and then he just brought them out there and applied them. And applied them. And these are documented right. standards, correct? These are not yeah, just they're, random. They're, it, as most people in Amazon know, they're, they're somewhat SOPs, but it's a flowing system. The, the shipping, you know, the, they've had different types of shipping. Inventory labs will change something or, or Seller Central will change things. So there is some flexibility in it, but basically they're the same, yeah. And we'll do that with each new full-time employee as they come along. They are paired up usually with someone that's doing a job that they're going to be replacing until eventually they'll take off over a small piece, small piece. And, and depending on the personality, they'll go from there. One thing that was surprised me is that you're actually thinking about branching off again. You're actually open to it. I don't know that you're thinking about it. You're looking, I guess your eyes are always open for that. Is that fair? Absolutely. Now, one would say, why? Why would you want more responsibility, Dan? Oh, it's not the responsibility. For one thing, it's it's a great opportunity for whoever does it. Um, Ian out in California was, like I said, it was a lifestyle change for him. He had always wanted to, he hadn't left his home state more than a half a dozen times. So it was an opportunity. So if someone else who we have confidence in wants to have a lifestyle change and can make us money and be just as profitable, because there are some areas in the country that we've looked at that we know we could do very well in. Um, and so that's so what you, why that, not? Yeah, why not? We've got a system. There's no strain on our system with Chicago. It doesn't. It. It. You know. You've got always have personnel issues. You know, but he handles his own hiring out there. So, you know, we don't add a lot of strain by adding a branch. To be honest with you. Hmm. Oh, because the infrastructure is already established. Right. The, yep. With the 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 only the only thing is it has to be able to at least tread water with what we're making for profit. Right out of the, the gate. For the amount of but no, not out of the gate. No, we gave we gave um, we gave it a year. I was shooting it six months when he went out there, um, but a, after a year, we kind of knew. And I'd say probably the last year that we stayed out there was just because he loved it so much out there, and it wasn't costing us any money. It okay. just wasn't you. It just it's it's like stocks. You know, where do you want to invest your money? I'd rather putting in a better return. Do you and Michelle then have to oversee that, or are you able to take and have Adam and Brett and your whole team kind of get involved in a new location? Because they have different uh, skill sets. Right. We have done a little of both. We've had our hmm. team fly out to the other location and help get it set up and structured the same way. Um, but we've also, Michelle and I have just gone out. Okay. I, so, so, so basically what I've done to bo for both operations I went out, I flew out ahead of time, checked with all the, we have a bunch of brands that we, uh, stores that we shop from. I checked with each store manager to make sure we were welcome in the area. Um, so right up front. So was, yep. You don't hide the fact. Even, nope. Nope. Right, here's what we do. What do you think about it? Because I know the stores here and how, you know, we have, we're, we have pretty good relationships here. So, um, you know, we got a little bit of pushback or a little bit of, of, of uncertain because at the time that we did it, especially with Chicago, it wasn't all that common. Now it's, you know, bulk buying is a lot more common than it was. So, um, but both areas were open to it. They wanted more business. So, it's uh, not a "Hey, you need me" kind of thing. It's like "Hey, can we work together" kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, I just say, "Hey, you know, you guys, do you have some people come by in a lot of quantity because we do it out east? Um, we have someone who wants to come on here and do it out here for us. Would you be open to somebody coming in and buying in quantity? Have you been able to?" Have you been able to drop a store manager's name to say, hey, go call Steve. He can vouch for us? No, we actually haven't dropped a name, but I've dropped stores that we shop in. Oh, and, okay. And everybody knows stores by volume. 
Oh. So if I say a particular location, they're like, ah, they, they beat us last week. Now you know why, right? <laughs> right. Ah, yeah, you're yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. They talk about. Yeah. I used to, yeah. I, I always laugh because I, I told you that story this weekend. There, there was a, a girl, one store, know me as a soap guy. And she got yeah. a big award because of the, all that we bought. <laughs> she was like, yeah. she loves you. I'm the, yeah. You're the one who got me that award, you know? That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. It, when, when you think about adding another location, are there any limits that would stop you from going anywhere? I'm not sure what you mean by limits. Well, I mean, I, I mean, right now, you know, you're open to looking. I mean, are, yeah. are, there, are there, well, are there reasons you wouldn't go to an area? Maybe I'll say it that way. Uh, they, they'd have to have plenty of, of outlets available where we, we shop, you know, 80%, probably 70 to 80% is outlets. So they'd okay. have to have pretty good within their radius to shop with. And what does that mean? Pretty good. More than one? Yeah, yeah. You'd have, within two hours, they're going to need to probably get to at least four different outlets within okay. a two-hour drive. And, and not necessarily at the same day? Sometimes. Right. Not necessarily. It all depends on the type of strike we're doing. You might be in one store for three or four hours, so you're going to get two stores in. There might be a, a quick strike, where, like a friends and family at Nike are going in and you, you're buying limited quantities, so you need to hit as many stores as you can. Another thing I wanted to ask you about when you are thinking about where you are now, are there any things that you would starting over again that you would just do from day one? For example, inventory lab or scan power or uh, scanning tools or a van or you know that kind of or a position, maybe a key position, an administrative position or anything that you would you would absolutely if you had to start over again do from day one that maybe you didn't do. That's a great question. I hadn't really thought it through before. Um, we've seemed to have grown so organically that almost everything we've added in without, without giving it a lot of deep thought seems to have come along as it's needed. Oh, so, so what can't. you have now might not have been needed eight right, years ago, right. 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. I, I had a suburban that hold 225 pairs of shoes. That was all we needed at the beginning. And then as we started to unload, we start to overload, we'd get a trailer, the trailer filled up. We wanted two groups to grow in different directions, so we ended up buying two Nissan vans. But I wouldn't have bought those up front. Okay, you wouldn't have. You know, you those wouldn't, wouldn't have made sense up front. The other thing I think I can say and know the answer is that you wouldn't have leased them for sure. No, leased. <laughs> right, there's no chance. You own yeah. your vans outright. Now you happen to pay we cash did. for them. But, but yeah. still, would you have bought a you know $1,500 van if that's what you could afford? Yes. You're not above that. No, we, we bought a second Suburban. That was our first attempt. So we had a Suburban. We loved it. It was, I had probably at the time, 270,000 miles on it. We're like, this thing's great. So we bought another one same year, only 100, 130,000 miles on it. We thought it was a bargain. It was a baby, but it was, it was buying somebody else's problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. The money pit. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we realized pretty quickly that that wasn't the way to go. And, and I, I'm not into buying new vehicles. To be honest with you, even we'll, we'll buy them a year or two years old. We did buy these vans new just because of the issues we had had with, with the previous work. work. Well, and, and again, yeah. you're setting your team up for success, right? If they yeah. have to spend time yeah. chasing down mufflers and whatever yeah. else, yeah. brakes yeah. and stuff like that, um, I think that's a pro tip. And they're not that expensive if you're not buying, because you're not buying one to go on vacation in. These things are not luxury vans, there's right? Not, there's nothing in this. Do thing. they have air conditioning at least? They, they do have air conditioning, right. and power, power, air conditioning and power windows with the two things my guy said, and an auxiliary jack. 
What's an so auxiliary plug, jack? So they could plug their their. Oh oh in oh! So they could plug in the radio because right, yeah, yeah, they yeah. probably have no radios. <laughs> no, there's no Bluetooth. There's definitely no Bluetooth in them. That's a Jesus. Um, so so the, the, and these are huge numbers. So mm-hmm. multiple multiple seven figures. But let me just make sure I'm clear on this. Because you have foundational brands that you've been doing, like you said, Nike's one of them. Yeah. And you're not seeing growth there. You're seeing virtually the same. Maybe lesser right. margins, right? Yes, because it's getting correct. a little tighter. However, still yep. foundational sales. The correct the opportunity has come to take those skill sets you've learned mastering those brands and applying them on other brands. That's the that's where your growth is coming from. I hope people that's, can hear that. that. That's powerful. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. That's where it's all coming from. So then the cap, I mean, there might be more than the eight brands you sell or the 12 brands you sell. There might be a few other brands out there, you're thinking? They are, the guys are bringing in new brands. So so a little inside information, we have an incentive for anyone who brings a new brand or a source. So a brand might be a brand, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, Steve's uh, Water Under Armour or, yeah, either say Under Armour or it might also be a particular store like there are off-price stores or or small uh, niche stores that we might we might shop at. So if they bring that brand in, they get a piece of the final number, a much larger piece. Of the annual so, number. Right, the annual number. So at the end of the year, if this store did X amount, that you're going to get 2% of our net sales for that particular store. So, And what so does net sales very, mean? I want to make sure people understand it. it what net sales means? Is, is, is total sales coming through Amazon. So it's not net profit. So I shouldn't even say net sales. I should say gross sales. Well, less returns. Yeah. Right. So it really uh, is. No, no. We oh, don't, you, we don't, you don't let it make any returns. The big number. No. Not for this particular bonus. So, so this is just an annual. It's only 2%, which is, I say only, but, you know, they're talking thousands of dollars of bonuses. First uh, year only? Nope. They're, they're, they're in it as long as we're selling it. Wow. First three months, they don't get anything. That's when we're testing a product out, brand, you know, uh, if it doesn't work, they're out. Um, but that, if if we decide to stay in it, anything after the first three months, they get a piece of it. How, what a great incentive! So, because one of the challenges is wondering how you get people to go out and scout, right? How do they? How do you get yeah. people to test for you? That's it. Yeah. You put your money where yeah. your mouth is. Yeah, and 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 so that guys are very highly competitive with it now too. So they all want to bring brands in, uh, and we don't have. We they don't want to get there first. The, yeah, and we don't have the time or the money to fully invest our our our. Not only our our money, but also our focus. We can only handle a couple of brands at a time, so we have a bunch of them still in the in the in the waiting block. So I think that there is potential for a lot of growth. Oh, so just because I bring you a brand or a, a location, you might not adapt it right away, just because you can't capacity wise. You're you're right. you're at capacity, right. but it's in the yeah. pipeline, and yeah. uh, and they're always pitching you like, come on, let's try this one. Let's well, go. We're, let's... we'll still encourage them if you want to give it a try. You know, go ahead, bring some in, and we'll see how it does. And you know, if all of a sudden we're getting 110 percent ROI, which is one that just got brought into us about two months ago. We're going to say, okay, you jump into the front of the line. We've got some resources for you. Does that mean that you cut other things if you have limited funds? Yeah, I mean, limited. It's all relative. I mean, I've shared. Uh, your son was up. Nick was up, and he, you know, we told him what our budget is. So it doesn't seem. It seems like a massive number. So you're like, what do you mean you have limited funds? But there's so much product out there that we still run out. We get paid every two weeks. We don't have an older account, so we don't get daily payouts. So we take it. We take a percentage of that payout, and that's what our budget is for the following two weeks. 
and and that's what you have to do. So so there's a, a pro tip though. That means that stuff's falling on the other side. If, if all of a sudden this new gives you a better margin, you kind of walk away. That's a maturity. That's the California story, right? Well, yeah, and and Nike is to be honest, with you, is usually where we take our funds from because it's still Nike is still our biggest money maker, but it's also become one of our lower ROIs. Hmm. So, it, so it, you're just distancing yeah. yourself. Which, I is, mean, which isn't a, like I said. I want to reiterate it. It's still our number when we, you add all our because we do Nike Apparel and Nike Footwear. We have a couple of branches. When you add all that in, it's still our dominant brand. But we're just finding things to replace it with better ROI. Um, does that help you sleep better at night? Uh, it does. Yeah, it absolutely does. Because we had trouble with Nike at one point with Nike Geddon. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a couple of years ago. Where everybody they were shut. It looked like they were shutting down the brand because Amazon had gotten into bed with Zappos. We had gotten into bed with Nike. So um, it looked like it was they were closing the door on that. It never played out that way. But when that happened. That was probably the wake-up call that, that that prompted it. I can't say that for sure, but it's like a risk mitigation, though, right? It's a exactly. risk mitigation. It's it's. Uh, I think I don't know if we were if this would be four call we were talking about. It's, it's like stock that you just want to spread your funds out in as many different. Some some are kind of risky. You know, some might be a little more prone to IP infringement, inauthentic claims. Others might be some that in returns. You know, you, you we've got a whole bunch of different types of returns. So. Well, you know, I sit back and I think about um, like people looking to build a business. What's your advice for exactly that, that risk mitigation? I mean, it used to be, you know, uh, don't go deep, go wide. Right. Uh, that's not your model, right? No, I mean, it we're, really we're, isn't. We, we run a little different than most most of them, I think. Most of the retail arbitrage people, we, we find a product that we like and we go deep in it. And, and you're we, not afraid we, to go deep? No. No, it, it all depends on how long, you know, we're not going to go, if, if you have limited funds, you're not going to buy enough that's going to take you four months to turn it over. But we turn about oh, more than half of our inventory over every month. Right. You said about six weeks is about how long yeah, it takes you to exactly. get pretty much yeah. through. But again, yeah. you have very stringent buying. I mean, do you, do you hold that? I mean, is it, I'm sure you do an outlier. I'm sure you do a flyer. Um, but generally, for staff purposes, do you hold them to those numbers once you've all agreed to it? It's like it's outside of our limit. We're passing. Yes, unless they have a really strong gut, then they will probably either share it with with the, either supervisor. You know, one of the, they'll go up the line with it. They're like, okay, I understand this stuff, but the shoe is ranked two hundred. It means you're going to sell a hundred a day, and I know we're only making you know, X ROI, but we can turn them over so quick. I think it's worth the investment and, and we, we, we can be talked into stuff. And this is one of the things that Dan does probably better than others is he's not looking at profit. He's looking at return of investment. Um, and, and if you know, you're going to turn that in 60 days and that means how many times a year can you turn that money? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that shoe, for example, the, the low rank one, you can probably turn that one over five times in a month. In a month. If, if you could keep finding it. Yeah. Low, the, you know, if you're under a, if you're under a thousand in shoes, that shoe turns pretty quickly. And and so, what's the yield, right? I mean, so yeah, it's only a thirty percent margin, but you know, five times a month, what's that yield, right? When you get done, right? right? Yeah, it's, it's, I can't do that math. Equation. That's yeah, out of me. No, I'm, I mean, I'm it, out. It, it, it turns and turns and yield. You know, as long right. as you're coming out with the, the numbers bigger at the end, you'll go with that number. So. Thinking about you know you you get a you give a lot of advice because you become the sage of the old yeah. guys um, out yeah. there in the RA world. What what's your advice? Uh, you know, 
you, when you speak at conferences now a little bit here and there, or you speak in groups, maybe I'll say it that way better. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your advice that you give people now? I, I encourage, all, so, so I have come across a lot of RA sellers. And, and, and if there's one, and, and I don't want to generalize because some people do it really well, but it's, it's spreading themselves too thin, chasing too many rabbits at the same time. So, um, like, for example, uh, we had a store that was closing, and, yeah, you can go pick up a few and a few and a few, right? Yeah. But it's so limited, right, especially when you have a liquidation company involved or whatever, right? It's very limited. Your idea is, hey, go go to master that brand, spend it all there, and then when you have the excess funds, then go do it. And yeah, right, yeah, and if yeah. you take that if approach, you, you don't, right? If we... I'm sorry. Say that again. Well, if you I don't, don't, I mean, if, if you don't, if you if you really spent your money there, you're running out of money. You're not going to have money right. to go that's, away. That's, that's what the I point. You spend your money. In, yeah, if you can spend your money in two brands, why do you have to spend your time chasing ten brands? You know. Does that go um, against and, your diversification, though? Advice. Well, no, because you're growing. Because then you're going to get as, as now you've mastered that, and you can get it down pat. And once okay. you've learned it, then you can grab the third one, and the fourth one, and the fifth one. No, that that actually plays into the growth. So do you think that's where, then maybe that's the answer. Do you think that's why most people struggle? Is they're trying to diversify before they've mastered the one brand? Yes. And then you, I don't think you become a master of any of them. Hmm. If you just, you just pop it in, you know, we'll see, we'll see resellers that come into a Nike store and they walk out with eight pairs when we're in there buying 300. Well, so how- not that they have, not that they have the capital by the 300, but at least, there's enough in there that they could have spent their thousand dollars if that was their budget for the day. And that's my question: is how long did it take you to figure that out? Because I think how long I time. think yeah, yeah. And people compare, and that's got to be hard for you. People compare themselves to you, but they don't have an Adam, they don't have a Brett, they don't have an Ian, they don't have a Michelle, right? I mean, that's a challenge. And though, and they didn't have skill sets at the level they do when they started. Yeah. These have right. all been developed over time. We're back to the beginning of the conversation. The same management's in position for a year and a half, two years, three years, four years, five years, they get better, right? Iron, right. Sh- iron oh, sharpens yeah. iron, right? Yeah, yeah. And we've added iron too. That's the key. You know, by myself, Michelle and I, for, you know, it, for those that know my story, we did eBay for 15 years and I had tunnel vision. I just sold Nike and didn't see any, any opportunities around me. So I think the advantage to selling on uh, Amazon now is the support you get for other groups. And in, in the, the either the mastermind groups or just the the big online groups, you've got coaching. You've got people like me, and and I, I don't do not bring any extra intelligence to this conversation. All I bring is experience. You know, we've we've made the same mistakes. We've we've invested. We've 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 bought product at the end of a season, thinking, okay, I'm going to sell it. As soon as next season comes, I'm buying it at eighty percent off. So I'm going to make a killing in the spring. Where if you had taken that money you spent on that product that was closing, you could have turned it over ten times before spring came. Yeah, how that's, many times did you experience. did you see flip-flops in front of your face yesterday and you bought none? Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. But yet, the price is amazing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for next year. <laughs> and so, right. like you're saying, why tie up your money? But it's a great deal. Um, oh, it's a crazy deal. Yeah. Uh, and but, I still, I mean, it's. It, uh, I, I won't say I don't get sucked into it once in a while. But, but it's uh, farther and fewer in between. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you do a lot of not coaching because it's not it, it it is it's not paid coaching you do a lot of advice giving and or sounding board kind of thing mm-hmm. do do you find yourself getting better repeating that stuff kind of reinforcing 
Do you know what I mean? Is I that think weird? so. I think so. Yeah. You, you know why you, it does? You're right. It does get better. It's because you're having intelligent questions asked about your uh, process. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to actually think it through a little bit because a lot of the stuff we just do because that's what we do, you know, so people might ask. And, and so I think that's why I've become more comfortable talking about it. You know, I, I always said I didn't really have a lot to share because I just went out and bought shoes and sold them on Amazon. No. But now um, when but, people, but, uh, yeah. when you see people pull it apart, they're like, whoa, wow, wait, yeah, you do this, yeah. you do that. Though. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you know, the goal of the podcast is to help people get past stuck. So um, is it okay if I put your contact info out there, your Facebook contact? Absolutely. Okay. Yep, yep. So um, I 100% suggest anyone reach out to him if you're stuck in any possible way because the wealth of advice um, and information um, is unbelievable. I would assume that the advice you, maybe I'm wrong, the advice you would give somebody now who's stuck is different than what you would have said a year and a half ago. Is that fair? Or would you say it's the same thing? Uh, I probably, it probably wouldn't vary all that much because cause we were locked into just a few brands back then. I probably know to, to how to articulate it a little better now. I might not have known to, to say this before because now I've seen the advantage from growing one brand at a time. Um, but yeah, I, it probably wouldn't have been that much different. I still think it's the same. I think learn your brand completely because what happens is there, there are so many of these brands that we're in that there are little ancillary replenishable items that we never even looked at because we were just like a bull going in, grabbing our product and getting out. And you know, now we've added, it might be apparel, it might be equipment, it might be just odd things that we never even looked at before. But by learning that brand really well, we've, we've, really optimized it. Well, do you have a, advice on how to learn that brand really well? Just by spending time in it and getting to know the store managers and the, and the, the, the people in the store. I mean, are they telling you what's popular? Is that, is that an example of what, how you would learn something? They're not telling. Yeah, if you're asking, they're telling. Ah, you know? that's it. They're, asking the right yeah, questions. Yeah, you're just saying, okay, what moves for you guys? Or, or this is a really good buy. And, and generally, I'll say, hey, what, what's in your store? Any crazy prices, anything you've got going? What's hot? You know, the brands change all the time. I can remember, um, I can remember all different brands just taking off. Where, depending on what becomes popular, the youth changes what sells and what doesn't. And some of those stores that go out of business it's just because they're not in anymore. Yeah, you're right. We were just talking about a brand that's up and coming. Right. Yeah, right, it's yeah. an old established brand, and exactly. you wouldn't think that. And and so as uh, as the market changes, you can adapt. Love it, and then apply all this this massive knowledge that you have to other brands, build that foundation and then apply it to other yep. brands. And then that's where your growth can come. Oh, Dan, Wentworth, you're a wisdom, your wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm experienced. That's what <laughs> I'm gaining on you. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you so much. I wish you nothing but oh. success. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Steve. It's fun to be here. What a super guy. And again, I tell you the truth. You really need to think about, um, when you do see Dan walking up to him and introducing yourself, he's a wonderful person, him and his wife, just wonderful people who will give you everything they have uh, information-wise, expect nothing, don't, don't want anything, as a matter of fact, um, but they'll give you real love, real uh, friendship, and um, man, I, I just encourage you that if you get a chance to meet them, you, you please do, because... Um, it's just, it'll enrich your life. Um, it is rich mine. So ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Take care.
Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.